broken friends and welcome to another podcast uh this week i am talking about being a parent and the title of my blog is called being the perfect parent and clearly (laughs) i am the perfect parent no i'm just kidding i'm anything but the perfect parent um even when greg was here to help me we were anything but perfect clearly and on my own I can just say that I need a lot of help. Parenting in general is so difficult and single parenting, (laughs) it's a whole nother level. My husband was raised by a single parent and I have so much respect for my father-in-law. He's such an amazing man. But Greg used to tell all these little stories about how his dad, he, you know, He could tell when his dad was upset because he'd always start talking to himself and pacing around the house. And I'll tell you, now that I'm a single parent, I know what Greg was talking about. I walk around the house talking to myself all the time. So I don't know if it's because I need to answer myself and kind of talk it through or if it's just me with trying to air my frustrations. I don't know. Or maybe it's just because I'm odd. Either way, single parenting is so super hard. And I feel as though right now in my life, I am in the thick of it as it pertains to parenting. I have a couple adult children and then I still have a couple teenage children. So The funny thing is, is that I always thought when they were so little, like it was so hard, there were so many of them, like going to the grocery store just equaled sweat and extra money because I'd get to the cashier and realize that I had other things in my cart than what I actually put in my cart. And by that time, I was too worn out to like even say anything. I'm just like, just buy it and get me out of here. So... I thought raising kids when I was when they were little was hard, but hands down, parenting early adult children is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Finding that balance between trying to still guide and parent while allowing them to come into their own and and make some adult decisions and letting them make mistakes and fail, that's super hard because the consequences of when they're little are much less than when they're older. I was talking to Brooke, who is 14, uh, about this, and she was saying, you know, why is it so much harder? And I'm like, well, because if you do something and you legally get in trouble, it's not going to show on your record past 18, but you've got two brothers who if they legally get in trouble, that's going to follow them forever. So as I'm going through this parenting and and letting my kids leave the nest and make their own decisions, I struggle with it. I struggle with some of the decisions that they are making. They don't always choose exactly what I would choose for them or, or even see the potential disasters of some of the decisions they want to make. And so I've been going to scripture to see what, what can I do to be a better parent? And I was led to 
Ephesians. And it, it goes back to how God views me as his child. I wanted to remind myself, what does God do when he parents me? And of course, he is the perfect parent. And so in studying this, I was reminded of so many amazing principles. In Ephesians 1, 4, it says, Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. Not only did God choose us, he made it official by adopting us. And not only did he just adopt us, it says that through his sovereign nature, he did it before the beginning of time. There was no uh, merit that we could have earned. There was nothing we could have done. This was before time he chose us. How amazing is that? How loved are we? God chose us before time, made us his children with all the inheritance and blessings that comes along with being a child of God. Here are some things to think about. When people adopt children, they can give them everything they would give a naturally born child. They can love them. They can shower them with gifts. They can leave them money. They can do everything, but they can't infuse into them their DNA. They cannot biologically change them. However, God can do that with us. He gives us the divine characteristics of his nature, his DNA, to make us look more like the image of his son. How incredible is that, that God loves us so much and has the ability to not only adopt us, but so that we carry the traits of him and his son. It just blows my mind. It's so cool to think about. Now that we know how much God loves us, let's look at how he treats us as a parent. Ephesians 1, 7 says, in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ. God redeems us through his blood. Isn't that such a beautiful thing? Redemption is so amazing because of our sinfulness, because of our sinful nature. It can sometimes feel as if we are beyond redemption. We're too messy. We're too broken. We're too financially stressed. We're too stressed out. We are so far gone that even God couldn't save us. But that's not the truth. We can be as messy, as dirty, as filthy, as clean, as whatever. And God sees the potential in us. He is our biggest fan. How much hope and peace should it give us to know that we are never beyond redemption from God? That God 
is never going to turn us away. God is also the forever forgiving parent. And this may surprise you, but sometimes I struggle with forgiving my kids. My kids know the exact buttons to push so that I can get angry with them. And sometimes when I get angry with them, I want to hold it against them. And sometimes when I get angry with them, I can't let it go. Why can't they just listen and obey or act or be or do or whatever it is that I want for them or from them? I have been guilty of holding on to anger against my children, but when I turn it around and think of my parents or certainly my God, if I thought of them holding forgiveness back from me, it's such an unpleasant thought. The fact that I know I sin so much against God, but anytime I ask, I can receive his forgiveness. It's humbling. It's so amazing. And sometimes, let's be honest, the, the things that I feel that towards my kids that comes out as anger is sometimes just a masking for fear. I get afraid of the choices that they're going to make or I get afraid of the consequences that are going to come as from the choices that they make. It may not be specific anger towards them, but I portray it as anger because of my own fear. And sometimes it's good. It's good fear for them for what could potentially be disastrous in their life. However, my children need to know that when they ask for my forgiveness, that I give it freely. I want them to know that just like my heavenly father forgives me for whatever mistakes I make towards him, that I'm going to forgive them for whatever mistakes that they make in their life as well. So now that we know how God parents us, how can we practically use his parenting style in our own parenting day in and day out? Let's remember that, first of all, no one is beyond redemption. I think being in ministry, uh, you get afforded a lot of opportunities to see how other people live. And I have seen in other families where children have made mistakes and children knowingly sin and walk away from God and make decisions that the parents don't like. And I've seen both parents push children away and say, I don't approve of your lifestyle and therefore I don't approve of you and we can no longer have relationships. And I've seen it on the other side, to the extreme side of parents saying, you know what, because you're living in sin, I guess I'm going to just accept that sin and think of it as okay because you are my child. And both of those extremes are wrong. You should never push a child away because they are sinning. But you shouldn't have to accept sin that you know is sin from a child. You can love in truth. And this is a hard balance. It really is to love your child enough to say, what you're doing is sinfully wrong. And let me 
show you here in scripture. And the reason there are boundaries in our life is for God's protection for you and provision for you. It is not his punishment for you. God doesn't want to punish you by telling you not to do this. What he's trying to do is protect you, provide for you. And because you're choosing to live this way, I don't endorse it, but that doesn't mean that I don't love you and still want to have a relationship with you. We need to remember that God is not pushy with us, but he doesn't accept our sinful behavior either. But no matter what, he always wants a relationship with us. Remember the story of the prodigal son and he ran away and he lived a crazy life. Well, the father wasn't portrayed as running after his son or trying to clean up his son's mess or trying to keep his son from experiencing the consequences of his sin. No, the father didn't do any of those things. But the father was always watching, I'm sure always praying. And when the son came back home, the father ran to him. My children don't always make the life decisions that I want for them, but they know that I will love them unconditionally, no matter what they choose to do in life. Of course, I want them to choose God and his will for them because I know that living in his will is how they'll live in freedom and with hope and with blessings. But they know that even if they don't, They will have a mom who loves them. And this is so important for our children to know and to feel secure in our relationship with them. Next, God teaches us that everyone deserves forgiveness. And I also think that everyone deserves forgiveness during the moment that they ask for forgiveness. Again, I've seen people who've asked for forgiveness Like, I'm so sorry, will you please forgive me? And other people turn to them and say, no, (laughs) or I need time to think about it before they forgive them. Even their children. And I'm not saying that the hurt will go away immediately or even the anger. But when our children humble themselves to ask for our forgiveness, we need to give it willingly and right away. I don't know if you've ever asked for forgiveness from someone who has said they needed more time to think about it. It's just so painful and hurtful. How healing is it when you ask for forgiveness from someone and they said, yes, I forgive you. Now, I'm not saying that forgiveness shouldn't come with boundaries and certain rules that you need to make in your household, but An easy, willing heart to forgive is something that's so important for our parent-child relationships. Sometimes the pain and anger doesn't go away for a while. Uh, We have to, uh, forgiveness is one of those things that keeps us on our knees, right? Praying to God, like, help me to forgive them. But being able to accept someone's sincere apology, especially our own children, is It just keeps those doors of communication open. And finally, we need to teach our children how they should behave. 
we need to instruct them with the things of God. Some people nowadays think it's so cool to let your kids choose their own religion, but a loving parent doesn't do that. Would you let your young child touch a hot stove to teach them that that's not what they should be doing, that that's hot and it's going to hurt them? No, of course not. A loving parent sets boundaries for their children and then they teach them the right things to do. The same is with the ways of God. We have to instill in our children why it's important and foundational for them to choose to walk with God. Because in that choosing, they will find peace and blessing. We need to get them in church. We need to pray for them. We need to model especially what it looks like to follow God. Greg always said that kids have a high BS meter. They know when you are living a lie. And how many times do we tell our kids to do one thing while living another? I know that I'm guilty of this. So I want my children to choose God and to always put him first. But as I evaluate my life, I really have to examine, am I showing them in my own life that that's how I'm living? God help me live truth in front of my kids that they can see it firsthand in my life and then they'll want it for their own. My church this past weekend just had baby dedication and it was so sweet. This is, if you've never seen baby dedication, don't know what it is. It's where people come to church and they pledge to God and to the church family to raise their children in God's ways. Scripturally, we get this story from the book of Samuel where his mother Hannah is praying to God for a son. And the priest comes and tells her that God's heard her prayers. And so she does get pregnant and have a son Samuel. And when he's old enough, they take him back to the priest and physically give their son back to God. It reminded me of how Greg and I pledge each of our children to God. I pledged them a long time ago to my heavenly father that they are his and not mine. And while I love them so much, he loves them even more. It's my job to love them like God loves me, to pray for them that they will choose to live for Christ and to model for them how living for God brings blessings, peace, and hope. My prayer is that we would be encouraged by how much God loves us as his children and that we would be challenged to live authentically in front of our children and to purposefully lead them to choose God's will for their beautifully broken lives. Let me pray for you. God, I pray for my beautifully broken friends as we all together try to parent our children the best way we can. Help us to model authentic love for you. Help us to show our children the way to go. God, guide us, give us wisdom, help us to forgive. And I pray that you would lead our children in the ways that they should go. Thank you so much. We pray these things in your name.